Welcome to the podcast of the First Baptist Church of Tryon. I'm Jeff Harris. I'm the pastor here at First Baptist, and I'm grateful for you joining us today. I must say, podcast might be a bit of a stretch because really this is our weekly sermon, and I'm grateful that you've taken the time to listen to this week's sermon. I will give one word of warning, though, especially to those of you who are driving. Sermons um, from time to time tend to put people to sleep, so if you're driving, be real careful. We don't want you to fall asleep, because we'd love to have you tune in next week. (laughs) I hope you enjoy this week's sermon, although enjoy is really not the intended outcome of a sermon, but I am grateful that you took the time to listen, and I hope you have a great week. I'll catch you next week. May the peace of Christ... Let me try that again. Must have swallowed something. Um, may the peace of Christ be with you. We welcome you to First Baptist Church. It is good to see you here. It is good to see those of you who are joining us from home and, and on YouTube Live. We're grateful that we can be together in any capacity. I am also grateful for this little turn in the weather that we have had. Hasn't it been wonderful? just like a little renewing gift when you wake up in the morning and that cool air hits you. What a beautiful week we've had. A couple of announcements. Uh, Children's Church is happening out on the playground. So just we did that during the summer and then we paused it, but we've restarted that again. So uh, there is Children's Church on the playground. Also, you will find in your bulletins a little information about Grace It Forward. Uh, You'll hear a little more about that uh, later in the service. Also, we had initially, our fall schedule was to initially start in September, a regular schedule, and then we were in the midst of this COVID surge, and so we said we were going to punt that to October and reconsider that, and our numbers are still really high right now. So uh, we sent out an email to you this morning that kind of gives you a metric that we're trying to judge. Uh, when, when spread becomes low enough that we feel good about opening all of our, uh, opening our schedule up fully. And uh, one of the reasons we're doing that is not just to protect us, but, but to also protect our community. Our hospital continues to be at capacity, and most all the hospitals in our region are very, very stressed. So I think it's wise for all of us to do whatever we can do uh, to help relieve some of that stress. This is not a good time to need emergency care uh, because it seems to be quite limited these days. So let us take a deep breath. Let us pause for a moment. Let us ready our hearts for the worship of God. If it had not been God who was on our side, 
If it had not been God who was on our side, are any among us suffering? Are any among us cheerful? Are any among us sick? Our help is in our God. Call upon God, creator and redeemer and sustainer. Let us pray together. Almighty, eternal, loving, and holy Father, we come into your presence this morning to worship you. We come to you this morning with praise. Praise that you are our God. Praise that you are our creator. Praise that you are our Redeemer. Praise that you are our Savior. Father, quiet our hearts, calm our minds as we enter your presence. We draw near to you as you draw near to us in this special time of worship. Stir up within us. Stir within our minds and hearts to walk with you and follow you and to listen for your word this morning. Father, that every word that's spoken, every prayer that's prayed, and every song that's sung bring to you praise and glory. In Jesus' name, amen.
responsive reading this morning is Psalm 18, 7 through 14. Then the earth reeled and rocked. The foundations also of the mountains trembled and quaked because he was angry. <laughs> it's the wrong one. Yeah, it is. It's the wrong one. <laughs> I've got mine. <laughs> okay. We'll try this one. If it had not been, this is from Psalm 124. <laughs> Get that right. If it had not been the Lord who was on our side, let Israel now say. If it had not been the Lord who was on our side, when our enemies attacked us. Then they would have swallowed us up alive. With their ang when their anger was kindled against us. Then the flood would have swept us away. The torrent would have gone over us. Then over us would have gone the raging waters. Blessing be the Lord, who has not given us as prey to their We have escaped like a bird from the snare of the fowlers. The snare is broken, and we have escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord, who made heaven and earth. James 5, 13 through 20. Are any among you suffering? They shall, should pray. Are any cheerful? They shall sing songs of praise. Are any among you sick? They should call for the elders of the church and have them pray over them, anointing them with oil in the name of the Lord. The prayer is faith, will save the sick and the Lord will rise them up. And anyone who, it, who has committed sins will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. The prayer of the righteous is powerful and effective. Elijah was a human being like us, and he prayed faithfully that it might not rain. And for three years and six months, it did not rain on the earth. Then he prayed again, and the heavens gave rain, and the earth yielded its harvest. My brothers and sisters, if any among you wander from the truth and is brought back by another, you should know that whoever brings back the sinner from the wandering will save the sinner's soul from death and will, and will cover a mutation multitude. multitude of sins. The word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God.
When I was first introduced to this song, and I read the words, they're such beautiful, promising words to all of us. It just really spoke to my heart. And it made me think of, of all of you, of, a, of my church family, of those of you who are still here with us. And it made me think of, of church family that's already gone to be with Jesus in heaven. And um, it's just a beautiful, a beautiful message for all of us. And it makes me so thankful to be a part of a church family that makes me think about you when I hear the words of this song. I want to sing this song today for two people. The first is Miss Georgia Pace. She had asked me back in the summer while she was still able to be here at church to please sing, please sing for her. And things just didn't work out where I was able to do that. <clears throat> and now she's not able to be here with us, but I hope she will get to hear this. And uh, Miss Miss Georgia, this this song reminds me of you so much. And then the other person that I want to sing this song for today is I'm singing this in memory of this person, and it's our um, our dear son-in-law's mother, Daniel's mother, Vanny Sapp, who passed away in May, and. When I read and listen to the words of this song, I think of her so much. She and her family lived through the fall of um, Cambodia into the hands of the Khmer Rouge. That was a, they were evil, horrible people that took over the country of Cambodia when we pulled out of Vietnam. And they um, killed lots of the Cambodian people in their effort to create what they decided was a more perfect Cambodian person and nation. And Vanny and her family, her sisters, her mother, their husbands, their small children, all escaped on foot toward the end of that reign and made their way through the jungles with no food, nothing, just what they had on, to Thailand. And um, they were taken in into a refugee camp there and then made their way from there to the United States. But I want to, we find, so like a lot of people who live through horrible and terrific things like they lived through. They, they didn't, Daniel's parents never talked much about what they went through. And so little by little, Daniel and, and Billy and I are learning more about Daniel's parents and what they faced and their heroic actions. And one of the things that they've learned since um, 
Danny passed away was that when they were getting ready to escape, and I, we don't know how those plans were being made or who was helping or what was going on, but there were children. One of her sister's children had been separated from the sister and her husband because they also put children into camps to train them to be soldiers and to indoctrinate them into the, uh, their communist and evil ideology. And um, so some of those children had been separated. And Vanny spoke up and just said, I am not leaving Cambodia without my sister's children. And she and one of her brother-in-laws rode three days by bicycle searching and trying to find these children. And miraculously, they did. They found them. And they um, brought, got those children somehow and got them then reunited with the family. And they were able then to, to be with them. And they all, all of their children and their sisters and the husbands were able to escape. And one of those children shared this story with Daniel after his mother died. She's now a nurse in Orange County, California, working in the hospital with all the COVID patients. And she is here and able to live her life and serve other people because Vanny would not leave Cambodia without her. So this, I know when Vanny got to heaven, Jesus wrapped his arms around her and held her tight and said, well done, my good and faithful servant. And I shouldn't have told this story <laughs> right now when I'm getting ready to try to sing. Um, so anyway, but I, stories like Vanny's need to be shared. And um, so please pray for me now as I, <laughs> as I try to gather myself and now sing.
Our scripture is from the book of Mark, chapter 9, verses 38 through 50. John said to him, Teacher, we saw someone casting out demons in your name, and we tried to stop him because he was not following us. But Jesus said, Do not stop him, for no one who does a deed of power in my name will soon be able afterward to speak evil of me. Whoever is not against us is for us. For truly I tell you, whoever gives you a cup of water to drink because you bear the name of Christ will by no means lose the reward. If any of you put a stumbling block before one of these little ones who believe in me, it would be better for you if a great millstone were hung around your neck and you were thrown into the sea. If your hand causes you to stumble, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life maimed than to have two hands and to go to hell to the unquenchable fire. And if your foot causes you to stumble, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life lame than to have two feet and to be thrown into hell. And if your eye causes you to stumble, tear it out. It is better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye than to have two eyes and to be thrown into hell where their worm never dies and the fire is never quenched. For everyone will be salted with fire. Salt is good, but if salt has lost its saltiness, how can you season it? Have salt in yourselves and be at peace with one another. The word of the Lord. A friend was <clears throat> recently telling me about this this man in his church. This guy hadn't been going to his church all that long, but he has started being really faithful there, and um, he doesn't hear well, which, which means for him he talks kind of loudly, and, and he also has a little trouble sometimes with language, that his language is a little bit rough, not maybe what you'd necessarily hear in church. And so on this particular Sunday morning he was telling me about... Um, it was before worship had started, and there was a gentleman that made his way down the middle of the aisle, and so this fellow who didn't hear real well and who does talk kind of loud, I won't tell you exactly what he said, uh, but he said, who in the blankety blank is that? And he said it as so loud everybody in there heard it including the gentleman that was walking down the middle of the pew. And my friend leaned over to him and he said, he's the guest preacher for the morning. <laughs> and then another friend of mine who, who's a seminary professor, he, um, he was preaching as a guest preacher. I guess it's dangerous being a guest preacher, but he was a guest preacher and as his, was his custom, 
he would show up very early to church and get to the sanctuary before anybody else was there, really, so he could kind of make himself at home and all that kind of thing. Well, he gets there early like normal, and, but there's an usher uh, there at the doors to greet him. And the usher was very friendly and talked to him for a long time and told him all about his church. And he, he did a really good job, you know, as a greeter, welcoming him to church. And finally, as he started to let him go on in and sit down, he said, oh, you know, the one thing, though, he said, I really hate this is your first Sunday. He said, because our pastor isn't here. And he's got one of those seminary professors coming to preach. And you know how those guys are. And, and my friend just looked at him. He's like, yeah, indeed I do. I, I know exactly how they are. And so when he took the pulpit in the service, he said, I made sure just to stand there for a while until I could find him. And I made eye contact with him and just kind of winked. And, um, you know, we are, we are leery of people who we don't know. We're just not quite sure exactly what to, I mean, who is that blankety blank, right? I mean, who are these people? We don't know these people. Who are they? And sometimes the truth is, it might be wise to be leery of people that we don't know, because the truth is, it is wise to be leery of some of the people we do know. That's exactly why we're leery of some of the ones we don't know, because they might be like some of these we do know. And... And so on the one hand, on the one hand, I get why John is concerned about this exorcist. I get it. I totally get it. Teacher, we saw someone casting out demons in your name, and we tried to stop him because he was not following us. Or another way to say that is we tried to stop him because we, he wasn't one of us. We don't know him. We don't know who this guy is. We, we were a little worried about it. And I get that. I totally get that because there are a lot of shenanigans that occur in the name of Jesus. Some years ago, uh, the Baptist preacher Tony Campolo, I think this was back in the 70s, he decided that he was going to run for public office. And so he was going through this process to be vetted by the party officials. And they just kept grilling him, especially this one guy. This one guy just had, it was like he had it out for him, just over and over and over. And Campola finally said, he said, is this because I'm a minister? Do you think because I'm a minister I'm, I'm too dumb to know anything about politics? And his interrogator replied, he said, no, sir, that's not it at all. In fact... Because you are a Baptist minister, I am quite sure you know a lot about politics. What I want to know is, do you know anything about integrity? Do you know anything about ethics? And he asked this question because there's a lot of shenanigans that goes on in the name of Jesus. And so it seems reasonable. It seems reasonable that we might want to check folks out. That's the reason that some denominations have a very long and very strict process for ordination. They want to be careful about who is representing Jesus in their respective churches. And if you're having trouble thinking about the shenanigans that sometimes happens, just just think about some of the televangelists that we've had over the years, right? Just think about some of those folks. 
The word scandal is practically synonymous with televangelists, is it not? Now, you think about the number of people who have been led to genuine faith through these kinds of ministries as to the number of people who have genuinely been turned away from the faith or who have been taken advantage of because of this kind of shady behavior that sometimes happens. This sort of constant begging for, for money. If you'll just send in 1995 this month, We'll pray for you and, and you'll be healed. You, you, you know what I'm talking about. This, this kind of behavior has done a significant amount of damage. You think about all the people who have forever been turned away from Jesus because of people who claim to follow Jesus. Now, Sometimes, sometimes we think about folks who, who aren't part of the faith or, or who don't attend church and we think that the reason they don't attend church or that they're not part of the faith is because, well, they've never really heard about Jesus. But the truth is, for many of them, that's the reason they don't attend. Because <laughs> they've heard far too much. And they have decided, I don't want anything to do with all of this. Now, I would caveat that by saying they haven't heard a very well-articulated version of the gospel, that's what I would say, right? But too often, too often, the church has been its own worst enemy. Lillian Daniel, the preacher, said it this way. She said, the church has done some embarrassing things in its day, and I do not want to be associated with a lot of that. But here's a news flash, she said. Human beings have done a lot of damaging things in their days. Human beings have done a lot of embarrassing, inhumane, cruel, and ignorant things. And guess what? I don't really want to be associated with that either. And then here's the crux of the problem, she said. She said, when you really boil it all down to it, it's like this. If we could just kick out all of the human beings... If we could just kick out all of the sinners, well, then we might have a shot at this following Jesus thing. And in theory, it sounds great, doesn't it? I mean, that, hey, we could pull this church thing off if we could just get rid of all the sinners. If we could just get rid of all those people who, who don't really get what it means to follow Jesus. If we could just get rid of all the people who aren't really sincere or all the people who aren't serious, if we could just get rid of all the hypocrites, if we could just get rid of all the people who aren't as humble as we are, that's very humble, isn't it? I mean, we could come up with a list, right? We could really come up with a list. We could come up with a list that could limit who is allowed to serve and who is allowed to speak. And surely, by doing that, we could probably limit some of the damage that is done in the name of Jesus. And the truth is, that would limit some of the damage. If we were a bit more careful about what we would say or how we would serve, that would limit some of the damage. And yet, on the other hand, 
it could limit a lot of the damage. Because the truth is, none of us would be qualified to do anything. Now, I'm not saying that all of us are equally unqualified, right? There are some folks who are especially unqualified, but what I'm really saying is that ultimately none of us are actually qualified. None of us. And so Jesus says back to John, he says, don't you dare stop him. Don't stop him. For no one who does a deed of power in my name will be able soon afterward to speak evil of me. And then Jesus says this thing that always grabs my attention when I read it. Whoever is not against us is for us. Whoever is not against us is for us. That's probably not how we usually say that, is it? Well, if you're not with us, you're against us. Or if you're not with us, you're not one of us. And Jesus isn't saying here that anything goes. He's not saying anything goes, and he's not saying that character doesn't matter or that churches shouldn't be careful about who they ordain to preach and who they call to serve. We should be. Jesus is pointing out, though, that if we try to police who can serve a cup of water in the name of Jesus. If we had to try to police all this, well, it's going to be a lot harder than we think. And if we're not careful, if we're not careful and we come up with all these lists and we, and we try to be the Jesus policeman, if we're not careful, we'll end up with no hands, we'll end up with no feet, we'll end up with no eyes. Because if we were to take these words of Jesus in a literal sense, we'd have to cut up our own bodies. And Jesus is not into self-mutilation, so that's obviously not literal, right? I mean, he's, he's speaking here hyperbolically. But if we think we're the gatekeepers, that is, that we get to determine who can serve and who can speak, that's going to be a mess. It is hard to live in community with other human beings who are as flawed and fallible as we are, and that's the truth of the church. It is hard to live in community with people who are as flawed and fallible as we are, but here's the other truth. There's no other way in which you can be church. This is how it works. And in the worst kind of irony, it seems that when we attempt to defend the faith in this kind of way, when, when we attempt to really gatekeep things, then we become stumbling blocks. And we end up keeping people from Jesus instead of bringing them to him. And I wonder, I wonder if maybe, I wonder if maybe our best prayer isn't this one. Lord, help us to get out of our own way. Lord, help us to not be our own worst enemies. 
Help us to be filled full of grace in the same way that you are full of grace. Help us to love in the same ways that you love, O Lord. And remind us that you are God and we are not. Amen.
As we begin this time of prayer, let us be still and silent for a moment to open ourselves to the voice that we long to hear. Let us be still. Thank you for still speaking, O Lord. Thank you for those whispers of love that we hear, for those echoes of mercy that make their way into our lives. And it is true, O Lord, if we listen intently and if we tune our ears, we can hear you say, Beloved ones, I see your faithfulness. Do not be discouraged. Beloved ones, I see your faithfulness. Do not be discouraged. Give us the strength and the wisdom and the perseverance, O oh Lord to not be discouraged. Give us the strength to keep moving one foot in front of the other, following you all the way. And help us to do that in ways that are reflective of you. We pray, O oh Lord, that we might reflect you and that you might work through us and even in spite of us. May we be a source of your hope and your healing for a world in great need. And may your hope and your healing be especially with the ones we name aloud. I invite you here in the congregation in the sanctuary to offer the names of those who need God's healing and hope this morning. Our grandchildren, Griffin and Hannah. Griffin has had COVID and they're quarantined. Oh, Lord, be with all of the ones who have been named. Be with those who are unknown. Be with this whole world, oh, Lord. Help us to hear, beloved ones, I see your faithfulness. Do not be discouraged. 
And may we now all join our voices together, including those of you worshiping on Zoom. Let us join our vo voices together and pray in the way that Christ has taught us. Our Father, Our Father who, who art in heaven, heaven hallowed, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Our hymn of response this morning is hymn 660, and as we've done for the last couple of Sundays, and today we're, we're going to just sing silently in our hearts, and the choir will sing uh, aloud, but I will ask you if you would turn and just follow along to that text, and um, you may remain seated or you may be standing, but I will be here standing to receive uh, anyone making decisions of faith through memberships. So let us now sing silently in our hearts. Our Grace It Forward team this year consists of 
uh, Tommy and Margaret Richardson and Lane and Mary Price and Jody and myself. And Margaret's going to come and share just a, a brief word with you about Grace at Forward coming up soon. Thank you, Jeff. Our church for several years has set aside a day for hands-on missions for our community. We call this special day Grace It Forward, and it's a time for us to share the grace of Christ, which we have so freely been given. This year, Grace It Forward is going to be Saturday, October the 23rd, and Jody has been kind enough to do a flyer for us that has been included in your bulletin. Um, we have, the committee has selected several projects that are listed here. I'm going to go over them real quickly. For Thermal Belt Outreach Ministry, we will be planting a few trees at the two new transitional homes that have been built and also stacking wood um, to go under the shed for families this winter. At the Stearns Park, we will be doing some work outside the gymnasium as well as um, maybe painting the bleachers and doing some other work inside the gym. Um, we'll be putting together gift baskets for essential workers in our county. Um, there'll be meals for families in need. Um, we'll be putting together packets of coins to be delivered at the laundry mats in both Tryon and Columbus. And lastly, um, We'll be collecting food for our food pantry and the blessing box that is located in the parking lot beside the rock building. Um, we're trying to make the sign-in process as easy, or sign-up process as easy as we can. There's a link on our website and also a link in our newsletter that we get weekly. There is a table that is set up in the lobby that Tommy and I will be sitting at um, after today's service. And I believe um, Lane and Mary will be there next week. Um, I hope all of you will be excited about this and want to sign up. For those of you who don't know yet where you might like to sign, um, I hope that you will pray about it and see where God leads you. We don't want anyone to miss out on an opportunity to um, spread God's grace. Thank you. Thank you, Margaret. I see some of you, I think, already signed up before worship. If you haven't, you'll have an opportunity today, as she said, and then also you can go to the website just scroll down a little ways on the home page there's a link there where you can sign up i look forward to this day uh, we, we didn't do this last year it was the first time in quite some time that we didn't do it but there have been uh, many of you who are engaged in in various kinds of mission opportunities all throughout the year and i'm really grateful for that 
And it's nice for us to be able to do that as a church uh, at least once a year in that way. So thank you. Also, uh, it's, it's listed in the bulletin, but I didn't announce it beforehand in worship. For these next few weeks, we will be collecting an offering to help flooding victims. Um, and that, off that offering will kind of be focused uh, in two different parts, and you can kind of direct however you want yours. If you want all of yours to go to uh, helping Western North Carolina flooding victims in Haywood County especially, there's going to be some long-term partnerships there that Cooperative Baptist Fellowship of North Carolina is partnering with, and I think we'll also have some opportunities there to serve in person uh, over these next few months and, and maybe even years. It's a long time to help that kind of rebuilding process. And then also if you wanted to help with uh, flooding from Hurricane Ida and other hurricanes that have occurred um, for the year, you may just mark hurricane uh, relief on there. Or if you want it just to be split equally between both of those, you can you, you just designate it flooding and it'll get between both of those. Hopefully that's confusing enough for you. I, uh, We'll try our best to get it to where you want it to go. Um, I think that's probably most of our announcements. I would remind you, if you haven't looked at today's email, it is a nice little graph that, that Don has put together for us so we can kind of get an idea of what kind of spread of COVID we're looking for in the community to be able to go to a full schedule here. Sometimes the visual of that uh, can be helpful. So. We will continue to pray uh, for our community and, and for those who suffer from this uh, disease. And I, I heard an interesting, I listened to this one epidemiologist each, each week and, and he, he said there are two parts of the pandemic. And he said there's the biology and the psychology. And he said the biology, we don't know when that's gonna end. He said that's ebbs and flows and, and, um, and it's probably gonna take a while before it really ends ultimately. He said, but the psychology, unfortunately for many people, has already ended. They, they think it's over. And uh, I know we all want it to be over, trust me. We all want it desperately to be over, but, but it's not. Um, I was just talking with um, folks here at church today, and, and uh, one of our parishioners knew two folks last week who died of COVID, both of them unvaccinated. Two, two friends of mine from high school, um, one couple years even younger than me, he was on the ventilator for three weeks uh, in the hospital and is now at a rehab facility. And the other one, I'm not sure if he's gonna make it or not. These are fairly young, pretty healthy people. Again, both of them unvaccinated. So if you haven't been vaccinated or you know somebody who hasn't and you can try to encourage them, please, please encourage them. Um, and, and don't take my word for it. Talk to, talk to their doctors. Go, go talk to their doctors about it. But it certainly does seem to be bearing out that folks who are having very serious illness these days are mainly folks who haven't been vaccinated and that, that means a lot of those are preventable. So, it's been good to worship with you. It has been good to be together. Let us stand now for the benediction. May you go in peace to love and serve the Lord. And as you go, Remember who you are. You are disciples of Jesus, our Lord and our brother, children of Almighty God, bound together as brothers and sisters through the Spirit. You are the very body of Christ. So may you... Just forgot the end of my benediction, didn't I?
Serve the Lord with gladness all your days. Thank you. And now go in peace. Amen.